are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I am your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Yet another fantastic episode. I hope you all enjoyed our mock draft with Dynasty Trades HQ last week. That was quite a fun episode. Um, they were great, guys. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Um, make sure you give us a rate and review and hit that subscribe button. Do the same for them. Um, check out our Instagram page where you could find some fantastic photoshopping that I did for a good friend, Shane Manila over there. Before we get into the pod tonight, hey, do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? I'm just going to do my outdated read through for DynastyOwner.com here. Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Here's your chance to prove it. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is for the smart and elite fantasy football player. There's no offseason in Dynasty Owner, just like there's no offseason in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Again, that's why you're here. The rookie draft matters, free agency matters, and every contract matters. So come do a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL player contracts and salaries, then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft and by trading players and draft picks. You can win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. Mobile app is in development and will be ready to be downloaded on iOS and Android in time for rookie drafts this May. From what I'm understanding, you're getting put on a wait list right now. Um, but anyway, go check out DynastyOwner.com. You can uh, mock draft on desktop and mobile browsers. Make sure you tell them that the Dynasty Rewind sent you. That helps us out in the long run. So welcome back. Using a new platform, we can actually see each other's beautiful faces tonight. Um, we're using StreamYard. So to whoever invented StreamYard, thank you. Um, also, if someone could tell me how to make the people bigger on the screen, that'd be great. So going from right to however direction I feel, we got Chev Boyardee. Chev, how's it going tonight? What's going on, boys? You guys look absolutely beautiful. I'm so <laughs> glad I can see your faces. Well, thank you. Most people don't say that about me, but I'm going to take the compliment. And then, Nate, how are we doing tonight? A little scruffy down there, I think. Yeah, I haven't shaved in a while, and now you guys can see, so it's a little embarrassing. But other than that, it's, pretty good. It's all good. We're not live streaming yet, but we are live streaming tomorrow. I'm not going to give it away. We have a very special guest. So that is Saturday. May 23rd, around 9 or so p.m. Eastern-ish, something like that. So make sure you hop on and check it out. That's going to be YouTube only. The audio is not going to get released, so make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Last, certainly not least, we got Porkman. How's it going, Porkman? I'm doing great today. Uh, Chef, tonight, I'm mad and I'm tired of losing. <laughs> Boy, you can't beat me, son. I'm 4-2. and two. And the first two four games two. I lost. <laughs> You bum. You know what? We're getting we're, oh, oh, oh so all right. what, what team do you play with that? I'm like Jordan. Do you guys do Eagles Bears? No, so I play with everybody. I can't play with the Bears. I get too pissed. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah, lie. I trashed him when you got the Bears. <laughs> I do I do remember that. But um, so before we move on, Nate, I think you wanted to give somebody a shout out, correct? Yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to Kev, our uh, listener from across the pond. Uh come on, you Spurs. All right. So Kev, uh, great, great fan of ours. Uh, we appreciate you as a listener. Um, thank you for being really supportive. I also want to give out a shout out to 
our good boy Oklahoma Doug, who had our very own Chev on last week. Um, Doug is a very interesting character. And if you don't follow him, but you play IDP, then you, you need to just get on it. The dude breaks down IDP like nobody I've ever met before. I mean, he, he's going to tell you about 4-3 versus 3-4, which you should probably already know that. But there, there's the minor nuances that he gets into that are really going to help you understand how to play IDP. And what I'm going to say, you know, Chev, you're taking the dive in the IDP this year, um, which I think is awesome. Nate, I don't know. I know the one Rewind League that we started's got two IDP flex. I don't know how much you venture into it other than that. Just a little bit, right, Porkman? I think the same for you, right? I just got the one. Okay. Just one um, IDP. I do a couple leagues with Parker and the guys over at uh, the Backer Fantasy Show. So those are 16-team IDP leagues, which is what, uh, Chev, what you started this year. So um, definitely, definitely interesting. Uh, try it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, like trying a new food. You don't like it, you don't have to do it again. It's that easy. So shout out to Kev. Thanks for listening. Doug, you the man. Never change. Ever. I don't care what anybody says. Never change. But um, one thing that's never going to change is us giving you fantastic content. We got a couple more rookies. So after the draft, um, the guys, we all got together and through our group chat, we talked about, hey, you know, there's some guys here that were drafted late, might have some value. Uh, The first guy we're going to talk about today is quarterback James Morgan. He got drafted by the New York Jets in round four, pick 125. Probably more so of a handcuff to Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's the guy. But uh, James Morgan, 6'4", 229. He played at both Bowling Green and Florida International, which I found out is what FIU stands for. Um, (laughs) So they did sign Joe Flacco today. But, uh, Nate, did you want to start? Are you just excited about I mean, FIU is my NCAA 12 team. Is it? So bring back, by the way, bring back NCAA. Somebody, you know, what's crazy? It's funny you say that. I have actually a saved, uh, I have saved data NCAA 12 on the Xbox 360. I gave my father in law. So I need to find that game and play it. (laughs) Yeah. Bring back NCAA to all the people at EA Sports that are surely listening to this podcast. But, uh, Nate, so James Morgan, your thoughts on him? Yeah, so James Morgan, I loved his arm talent, man. He could have he could throw the ball. He had a cannon. And I mean he, he threw the ball far and he didn't have good technique. I mean, most of the time he was not stepping into his throws. He was throwing off his back foot while falling down. Looks like how some guys shoot free throws. He he never <laughs> stepped up in the pocket. He yeah, wasn't right. very mobile, but he's he's got good size, six foot four, two hundred and twenty something pounds. I mean, like he's one of those quarterbacks that totally makes sense in the fourth, fifth, sixth round that has the physical traits that you can mold. So if you like him enough that you think you can improve him, I mean, he's a pretty good developmental prospect. So I, I like what I saw. And I mean, if I mean, there, there's not, not too much hope for it really anybody, but uh, I mean, who knows behind Donald might get mono again. <laughs> you never know. They did sign Joe Flacco today. I think I mentioned that before. I'm not really worried about the Joe Flacco signing. No. James Morgan, aside from Darnold, you know, getting hurt, the, the fantasy value is purely handcuff. Flacco is going to be a one year deal. Um, Porkman, your thoughts on James Morgan? Are we echoing when it said, did you see anything different? I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, his arm talent is really good, but he just looks more like a statue out there. And I'm not really too sure 
how that's going to translate. I know, obviously, people can develop and get taught by coaches, you know, how to move in the pocket, but, you know, old habits tend to come back. So at the end of the day, I mean, unfortunately, he's with Mr. B-Hole up there. So I'm not too sure how much of he's going to develop with him. But other than that, I mean, arm talent is there. He just needs to work on his mobility. And it was weird because I kind of weirdly comped him to a poor man's Joe Flacco before they signed him. So it was like it was kind of funky how that worked out. But Joe Flacco did win a Super Bowl. So true. Yes, yes, yes he yes, did. Yeah. Yeah. People, especially in the, the fantasy community, people love to hate on Flacco. They really do. It's like, what did Joe Flacco ever do to you? Did the guy just and goes Joe, out there Joe, and looks like Razor Ramon? Yeah, and I, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. And the thing is, to me, Joe Joe Flacco wasn't really that bad. It was just the defense. The defense made him look really good. But yeah. then when the playoff time came, he balled out. And bailed them out actually a few couple times. So at the end of the he day, did. hey, I like I like Joe Flacco. He got he got you guys a Super Bowl Nate. So hey, I'm happy for y'all. Yeah, I think Flacco going into that QB room is also going to help out those young guys too. Um, yes. Jay, I think Good James point. Morgan though stepping back, he's just throwing it as hard as he can off his back foot. And I, I'm yep. guessing his wide receivers had to get some ice after the game for their hands, <laughs> man, because he was throwing some spicy balls in there. And they were, making, they were making some catches, and then some there's like, I think it was a little too spicy for him, man. He was slinging that thing, though. He's a big, big dude. So one thing I noticed, and I, maybe you guys disagree, I, I noticed he had the ability to put the ball where only the receiver can get it. Yeah. But there's a lot like of He was weirdly accurate with no technique. Yeah, it, yeah. it was weird. Like, he's put it, he's throwing dimes sometimes, and then there's times it's like, why are you throwing the ball so hard? The guy's four yards away from you. Yeah, and then there's times where it's like, a receiver and he's covered up by four guys. And you're like, what are you doing? Don't throw right. it. And he throws it. But some of his deep passes, man, they were right on the money, hitting over the shoulders. But his receivers just, I mean, he's playing at FIU. I mean, it's not the highest school, but it's not the greatest school either. So, I mean, he was making some dimes out there, but they just didn't come down with him sometimes. But I, I kind of like him. He's definitely a guy that needs some work. And hopefully being with uh, Darnold and uh, Flacco now, hopefully he can get that, that, get that work in. I mean, I think he's a guy, and you guys pretty much covered it all here. He's a guy that um, if one of these other two guys gets hurt, check your waiver wire. He might be a better pickup than who they have last year, uh, Luke Falk and um, Trevor Simeon. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Although that that ankle injury that I think Simeon got, it was Simeon, right? Yeah. 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 It was bad. It was bad. That was gross. And then Luke Falk comes in, holds down the fort, and when Sam Darnold comes back, they just cut the guy. It's so Jets. It was terrible. Then when the Eagles played him, right? It was Falk, right? No, I think it was Simeon still when they played him. I don't remember. I, don't remember. It was, I think it was Falk because we was that's when uh Mayor Orlando Scandry looked good. Well, I just remember that they kept running Le'Veon Bell like the same play the whole game. And the Eagles defense was like, dude, you just did that. We we know what you're doing. So um, but hey, listen, so before we move on to our next guy. A uh, listener of ours, Tyler Burnett, has a good question. Now, here's the thing. I was thinking about this a little bit. It's something that we're going to have to kind of put this together ourselves because I really don't know where to start with this. He wants to know, where would Anthony Miller rank in the 2020 rookie wide receiver class? Mm. Now, and you know what? I see the faces that you guys just made. And I'm standing at my toolbox when I should have been working, but instead I was just looking at this listener question on Twitter. I made the exact same face. 
I really don't know. I mean, we could we could do it right now. We could just start by talking about some guys that we would want to put ahead of Anthony Miller. I mean, I think here, look, I'm just gonna write down one through five. We'll just start there, okay? Let's try to go consensus. Number one would be CD Lamb. Yeah, yeah. obviously CD okay. Lamb. Yeah. And then I think that's probably the consensus. Number two, we could probably go some different ways here. Um, I would probably say like the, Judy would be the consensus too for a lot of people. I would think. I would say Judy, and I would personally, I'd have him above Anthony Miller as well. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So we'll just go Judy. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm going to name guys, and I'll throw guys out there, and you can just tell me whether or not. You know, it doesn't have to be 100% accurate. Like XFL or NFL, but would you say <laughs> Anthony Miller over these guys? I, I missed that game, and we can't even play it anymore. Um, let's see. So what about a guy like Jalen Rager? I'm still Take taking Rager. Rager. I'm Rager, Rager yeah. Rager. Um, Justin Jefferson? Taking Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Come on, man. Um, let's see. Who else? Uh, How about this one? Van Jefferson. I feel like that's a pretty good one. You're trying to start a fire. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'd probably go with Van Jefferson. I will go Van as well. Portman really turned. The, I turned a corner here with Van Jefferson. I I like his game a lot. The more I watch, Portman really. So we'll just say Van. Nate, did you agree with that one as well? That's that's really close for me. I can't. I don't know if I could. Yeah. That's okay. like. How about Devin Duvernay? What about? That right there, because I think now yeah, we're that's, that's that a close might... one for me too. What about James Proach? Oh, I'm definitely. I would take Anthony Miller over Proach. Yeah, even Levis though Proach is, is very good. <laughs> You're taking Chenault there, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chase Claypool, Miller. I will take Anthony Miller. I'm going to go Anthony Miller as well. Although, yeah, got to be honest. The Steelers know how to draft wide receivers. Um, so I think we could say right now, just based on the couple guys I threw out, if Anthony Miller was in this class, he's probably a mid to late second round pick. Right. Is where he's going to fall. Yeah. Obviously, that depends on value. And he's probably like around like wide receiver 10, 12. Okay. Yeah, Which in this class, it, that's still that's still good in this class because considering how deep that this class is. You know, you could be getting exactly. him late second, early third round. There's a bunch of these guys that are in the second round, maybe even late second round, like Brian Edwards. Like, I love that guy. He's got a talent that can Great spot too. just blow up yeah. and just help your team out for the next few years, man. And you're getting him in second round. Or like T. Higgins, Michael Pittman. I mean, these guys are falling in the second round. These guys would be top-tier guys if they're in another class. So it's crazy. You know, you're talking, and that's actually a really good point, Shay. You're talking about a guy like Brian Edwards, and they drafted Limbone Jr. Now, Nate, you were the guy that brought Limbone Jr. to my attention. When you have a guy, and I think I comped him that he was going to be like the next Denard Robinson or something like that. I think maybe, I don't know, I say a lot of dumb stuff. But when you have a guy that's just kind of dubbed as the offensive weapon, is that a guy that you're targeting? Are you just staying away and you're going to let someone else waste that draft pick and you're going to take a guy that you know or at least you think you know can be something? I personally stay away. And that's okay. actually something that annoys me with what the Jacksonville Jaguars have said about Chenault. Because right. 
I he's going like, to do a little bit of everything. I understand he needs some like Cordell Patterson style plays where he gets some end arounds and stuff to get the ball in his hands in space. But at the same time, uh, he has the body. He's a lot bigger than Cordell Patterson was. You know, he has the body to be an actual outside wide receiver in the NFL. So, I mean, I like to get him those touches, but you know, you for his development's sake, you got to keep him outside. Yeah, I think so too. I I stay away from those offensive weapon guys or the gadget guys, like a guy. Hey, I'm a Penn State fan, but I'm not drafting KJ Hamler anywhere. If he's available in like the fourth round, sure. What do you think about Antonio Gibson then? Because he's been quoted to be that wide receiver slash running back kind of guy. But I feel like I like him a lot more than I do uh, Bowden because I feel like there's a lot more opportunity at the running back position with Antonio Gibson, just in my opinion. So, you know what? It's, it's funny that you say that, Chev, because I was actually thinking about that today. Is there a lot more opportunity there? Because there's a lot of bodies ahead of him, and some of them might be half in the grave, but they're still there. You got to get him out of the way first. So it's like, I mean. Who's going to catch passes when guys, he's going to stay healthy, but if he goes down? I don't know. It, you know what? The Redskins are, I think they're going yeah. in the right defection. They whole bunch of, and they had a whole bunch of running backs too on that team. So if they decide to keep McKissick, he he could possibly be their third down McKissick. back as well. Barber, Payne Barber. That's Payne right. They signed yeah. him. I mean, he's not much, but he's there. So I don't know. I like uh, I like Gibson. I don't know how much I like his spot, but that's because I don't like the direction the franchise is going, to be honest with you. It's going to be so weird. They have so many. You got Peterson, you got Geis, you got Gibson now, you got all these Bryce other Love. guys. Bryce Love. Hopefully he yeah, can stay healthy. Man, yeah. like, I, I don't know, man. I want to stay away from that, I think, right now. <laughs> it's crowded. You know, here's the thing. If you, okay, let's just say, where's Antonio Gibson going right now? Do you guys just. Uh, yeah. Beginning of the third. Okay, so beginning yeah. of the third. What else is available at the beginning of the third? I think you could probably get a guy like Quintez Cephas at the get, beginning of the third. Yeah, so if you go on running back, you can get like um, McFarlane as well. McFarlane, DJ Dallas might be there. DJ Dallas, yeah. So do you want to take guys that you think can contribute soon, sooner and later, or do you want to take a guy that's got a really long road? I know Rivera said that he had CMC-like qualities, but – Look, man, if I catch a pass in my backyard and juke out the tree, then I have CMC like qualities too. It's just that easy. I would love <laughs> to see. I would love to see that though. I think I tore something when I did it. So yeah. uh, Jenna <laughs> forgot to hear about it too. Um, also, talking about DJ Dallas, the uh, the Seahawks did sign Carlos Hyde today. Correct? Yep. You guys see yeah. that? Um, and apparently, yeah. Devonta Freeman's going to die on that high horse of his that he's worth more <laughs> more than four million dollars. He's an idiot, <laughs> dude. You're not like, working. Bro. You're not, you have no job. You got cut by the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. And you're saying, oh, yeah, four million is not enough. Bro, you look like you had cement in your kneecaps. Like, if, stop. And you keep you getting hurt. A, if you have a good agent, you sign for four million, you make them do it so that it's incentive laden. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. That makes but hey, more sense. It, it does make more sense. But what do we know? Right. And you got Dak Prescott saying he wants 50 mil. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Bro, if they if they even put a one year, twenty five cents, I'm out there. You know, <laughs> man, I don't I don't get these you guys. Like, you want to say you want to say to Dak, like, look, I get it. You because the cap's going to be higher in the last year of his deal. I get it, but you were a fourth round draft pick, dude. Like, 
you're going to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in NFL history. Just take the freaking money. (laughs) And if he messes around and he decides he's going to play and gets hurt, then guess what? You are screwed. They get hurt. Dude, Andy Dalton's there super cheap. And he's like, oh, you only want to pay me 10 million a year. Sure. I'll take that. Yeah. So just man. And you know, I, we could we could we say this like these guys? Could we say the same thing about trades? Like when you try to hold out for more and the whole thing falls apart and you get nothing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's kind of interesting to think about it. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm segueing out of my mind today. It really helps that I could actually see you guys. So um I think the the final product's gonna be better. You can tell us on Twitter or not. It's fine. Just just listen, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Buy a t-shirt. You could do that too. They're fresh off the screen press. I actually forgot to bring the box upstairs. Um, yeah. And Ashley's fantastic. Um, way amazing turnaround this time. Um, so if you want to, we have a, an Instagram page and she did tag us in one of her pictures. Um, this is actually the third batch of shirts that I've gotten from her now. So she's at Soul Skirt. Soul Surfer screen printing. I can't freaking talk. I'm sorry. Let's move on to wide receiver Gabriel Davis out of UCF. Um, drafted by the Buffalo Bills in round four. He was pick 128, 6'2, 210 pounds. So, um, Gabriel Davis, I like this film. I'm not going to lie. I, I did. Good speed and pork man. He's a hands catcher. Yeah. Look at that smile. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so, pork man, since he's a hand catcher, let's start with you. What do you think about Gabriel Davis? Uh, Gabriel Davis actually to me is a perfect fit for what they need for that team. Uh, I don't know they I don't know if they tried to turn to the Patriots with their little short, fast receivers on that team. So it's, it's good to have somebody big uh, running down the field and possibly get some 50-50 balls. Um, my only knock on him for me, he's a little tight hipped. Um, he looks he runs kind of stiff a little bit, so his routes need to perform a little bit better. Um, but other than that, um, I heard McDermott loves his work ethic, uh, which is good. Um, but other than that, hey, you catch with your hands, work with your routes, and just run straight. He's good. Um, I heard some other people complain about his um, his work ethic on the field, which doesn't make sense to me because I think it was just part of the offense. They have him like like two inches away from the out-of-bounds they snapped the ball and he just stands there. But I think that's what they told him to do. And I think people took that the wrong way. Yeah. But um, when he actually ran a route, he ran at full speed. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's nothing to worry about. Yeah, and he's not scared to block either. So he's out there grinding on the block. I mean, they're throwing screens out to his side. So he's not scared to block. They trust him to block for that that running back or whoever it is out there on the screen. So that's definitely a key thing. Yeah, like you said, those those plays where he's two inches off the line, or off the out-of-bounds line, come on. Like, there's no way he's getting the ball. Come on. And, I mean, he's got some work with his route running, like you said, but this dude, he can play. He's got some nasty double moves. I mean, Mm -hmm. the game against Pitt, he was playing against a guy that was injured most of the time, but, boy, he was breaking (laughs) the ankle. He was roasting him. Guys. It was bad. And I felt bad for the corner because that corner was getting cooked. But he was was out there, but still, they they need to take that boy out. And it was it was just weird because it was the same move over and over again. Jab step inside, back outside, and yep. he just dusted him every time. And it happened in another game too. So um, I mean his feet are decisive and he 
he's making it happen. So I definitely liked him, and he looks like he made some good plays. But he sometimes did have some 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 crazy drops. So that might be one thing. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not too worried about that. He'll hop on the jug. They talked about it on, in some of the film I watched too. So he hopped on the jug and caught like 130 passes after practice or something. So I like him. He's definitely in a good spot. Uh, again, Stephon Diggs there, so he's not going to see a lot of the the tough coverages. Hopefully, and he got John Brown too. So. Who knows how much longer he has? Uh, he might fill in right after he go, he gets done. So I definitely like the guy. He's got some talent. Yeah, he he's not really being drafted in most rookie drafts too. So I was able to pick him up in a few leagues this yeah. week. Um, so I mean, if you if you guys decide to look at the tape or just listen to us, hey, just give him a give him a little pick up picky up ski, put him in a taxi and and just wait. Mm-hmm. So right now his ADP is thirty seven as per uh, fantasyfootballcalculator.com. Um, so if I did my math right, that's round four, pick one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, I think good that's value. fantastic value. Yeah. Yeah, fourth round receiver, like drafted NFL draft fourth round. That's decent draft capital. Yeah, that's not bad Especially in this draft with all these wide receivers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was actually really good. It was a lot of people I thought that was going to get drafted ahead of him. Yeah. That went, though. And I think Chef made a good point. Like, he could be someone that – you know, sits on your taxi squad for the next two years. Doesn't really do much at all. That's but fine. when John Brown leaves, you know, he can fill in that role of being a field stretcher. But he's also four inches taller than John Brown. You know, so he brings a different dynamic to the offense that they don't currently have um, mm-hmm. in Cole Beasley or John Brown or Stephon Diggs. So mm-hmm. he might he, – he's definitely – I mean, he's going to get play time this year because he is just his own thing on that offense. They don't have someone like him. But I doubt he sees any consistent playing time for at least the next year or two. So, Nate, question for you. And now I want I want you to pick one of these two receivers that are going to be later round guys in your rookie draft: Gabriel Davis or Tyler Johnson. Ooh, so I like Scotty Miller a lot, and I like Tyler Johnson before the draft. But I know some people are going really excited about his landing spot because they like the Tom Brady throwing to the slot receiver, but. I mean, I like Scott Scotty Miller. I thought Justin Watson was decent. They have a, just a crowded wide receiver depth chart now, um, so I'm I'm probably taking Drew Reed. You mean Gabriel Davis? Gabriel Davis. <laughs> Gabriel Davis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a great segue. But Joe Reed is next. Sorry, um, I can move on. I'm sorry, I was just caught a little off guard. Um, but Joe Reed is next. Hey, you know what? He he could be your answer. Uh, you know what? If you, out of the three, if it's if it's Joe Reed or Gabriel Davis or Tyler like, Johnson, what? okay. Well, then let me ask you this, Nate. Out of the three of those guys, which one do you prefer? Yeah, I'm taking Gabriel Davis. Okay, All right. But since we're on it, and Nate, Are you, you could sure? start us off with wide receiver Joe Reed out of Virginia, who is shorter, six foot oh, 224 pounds. He was picked by the Chargers round five, pick one fifty one. Um, yeah, he's a senior. Uh, you know what? I didn't do stats for these other guys. We can come back to that though. Uh, but he finishes his collegiate career with 129 catches for 1,465 yards. He averages 11.4 yards per seven possession guy, 16 touchdowns. So Nate, you're a fan of Joe Reed from what I could tell. Cause he was on your brain. <laughs> so, uh, give us a breakdown on him. You think so- he's a Keenan Allen replacement maybe? Uh, no, I mean, I personally have KJ Hill over Joe Reed. I do as well. The wide receivers on that team, that are rookies. And I mean, Joe Reed is interesting because he's 
He was a fifth round pick, so and like the beginning of the fifth round, so that's decent draft capital. I mean, medium, but like he's going to be on the team as a special teamer. He has really good kick return experience. He he scored a couple of touchdowns that way, and he can be a gunner. He's going to be on the team, but I mean, I don't think. He, he didn't look as good of a wide receiver as KJ Hill or a lot of the other wide receivers drafted after him. But I think the Chargers might be interested by the versatility he brings to the offense because okay. he can be used in a lot of screens, sweeps, you know, let's get, get him the ball and see what happens. So um, he seems kind of like that gadget kind of player that's never going to mount to anything, especially with this later draft capital. I mean, those guys hardly even hit at in the first round, let alone the fifth round. Um, so this doesn't really excite me. Um. So you think the versatility is what got him drafted above KJ Hill then? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jeff, your thoughts on Joe Reed? You agree with Nate? You disagree? You like him more than him, possibly? No, yeah, I agree totally. That's one thing I have written down. Uh, I put, we'll find, a, we'll find a spot on special teams. Like, that's where I see him making his role in the NFL. I mean, he looked, he looked pretty nice, but I don't know, man. There was just something that – he just didn't get very much separation to me. Like it just wasn't there. I mean, he made good contested catches, but you're not going to do that all the time in the NFL with these bigger guys. So I just didn't see the separation. I think special teams wise, I think he'll be fine though. Um, so I thought he was good, but not great. Porkman, you agree with that? Like he's he's fine. Yeah, that's about it though, right? Yeah, he was he was okay. I mean. He had some some good uh, moments on tape where it was like wow moments, but majority of the time that was on special teams. He was juking guys out of their boots. Um, I did like his hands a little bit. He was an okay route runner, but I think majority of his issue was separation because when he was getting open, his quarterback was underthrowing him the ball a little bit. Yeah, their quarterback play wasn't great. Yeah, he was the quarterback was kind of forcing it a little bit, but he he looked like an athlete that they made a quarterback. But I think yeah, he's definitely going to be a special teams guy my only issue is um kickoff returns is obsolete in the nfl now because they kick the ball in zone the whole time yep. so i mean is he going to be relevant i don't know um are they going to make him like a gadget player throw him with some little jet sweeps and get around i feel as though he can do that better than kj hill kj hill's a, a superior route runner compared to him at this point but if they can, you know, get him in some jet sweeps, get him in some screens, um, make him available, he can be um, – that's another guy you could probably put in a taxi squad and see what happens, see if he develops into develops into a guy. Basically, he needs open space to do anything that we're really yeah, he thinking needs, about. He needs a, yeah, him in space is good. It's just, you know, route running, just – he's nothing compared to him and K.J. Hill. K.J. Hill got that slot, spot, spot locked down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his ADP is not even on here, so. I've barely yeah. seen him get drafted. I've seen him uh, get picked up um, off the waivers. Man, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, Nate, they're hating on your Ravens here, my friend. Really? James Proach, he did get drafted by the Ravens, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 He, he's at 45, and then Devin Duvernay is at 58. Devin Duvernay drafted what? after Proach is just – wild that is the current adp here um that's for dynasty rookie um yeah and that's all position i mean personally i had approach um over duvernay as a prospect but that third round draft capital don't lie yeah 
Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I like the spot for Duvernay a lot. I mean, I think he could do really good things there. But um, so let's talk about a, sco- a small school guy here. Why does he? Why does he even can't talk? Isaiah Coulter from Rhode Island. He's a big dude, though. So could this guy kind of be like another Antonio Gandy Golden? Maybe big guy, small school similarities there. Six three one ninety. Um, he was drafted by the Texans, the wide receiver needy Texans in round five, pick one seventy one. Chev, I think out of all of us, you live the closest to Houston. Um, so well, let's kick it off with you, Isaiah Coulter. Um. <laughs> Just three years at Rhode Island. So some decent stats, 34 games, 132 grabs for 1,855 yards, uh, 14.1 yards per reception, and 12 touchdowns. Were you, were you able to find any film, really? I, I found a little bit, not anything great, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's not a lot of film that you can find. Most of it's on YouTube right now, so you got to go. I, I, I like being able to have it on Dynasty Nerds, though, because I can just hit the space bar, and now you can't. So, I mean, I, I love the landing spot for him. I mean, it's a good spot. You just lose uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I know they brought in Brandon Cooks. I mean, but that's a good spot for him to go to. Um, I mean, he has pretty solid release. That's probably one of my favorite things about him. I think there's a lot of tune-up that needs to happen with him, though, uh, definitely with his route running and, and whatnot with that. But, I mean, I think he's a pretty good athlete. His QB play was absolutely mediocre. I mean, it looked pretty bad. I felt really bad for him because sometimes he was open and then he got nothing. Um but I think he got outplayed. I don't know who the other guy's name is, but I think his last name is Parker. Aaron Parker. And holy cow. Parker looked like a beast. He kind of reminded yeah, me of Jarvis good, Landry yeah. a little bit. Kind of a little guy that plays bigger than what he is. Uh, so that might be somebody I'm, I'm going to be watching too. I don't know if he had anything on him, Nate, or no. Um, I'm trying to remember where he got signed. But I actually had I had Aaron Parker – over Coulter um, in my pre-draft rankings, you know, watching them together. Uh, it looks like he got picked up by the Cardinals. I have no idea. Why is nothing coming up? Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Dallas Cowboys. I, hate, I mean, that's, that's that You're not going to get on the field there, man. Yeah. Sure ain't. But Coulter, meanwhile, I mean, the Texans, that's like an ideal landing spot because there's – not much there, and what is there is very injury prone. So he True. could have a path. I mean, he could have a path re- week one, you know, with some preseason injuries. Who knows? But is another guy that we're talking about that the team currently doesn't have a player like him. Um, you know, just like we talked about with Gabriel Davis, he's a unique uh, have he's a unique playmaker in that offense because they don't have anybody like him. Isaiah Coulter is a bigger guy, and if you look at the depth chart for the Texans, they don't have those big guys who can make the contested catches. Um, you know, Will Fuller is the biggest dude, but he's not really that kind of 50-50 above-the-rim wide receiver. So it'll be interesting to see if he lines up outside and gets some more playtime just because he's the probably the most physically fit to go outside. But a uh, small school prospect, fifth round, who knows? And he had most of his yards, I'm pretty sure, in his this last year, too. I think it was like a 1,000-something yards, like eight touchdowns. So that's what you love to see. You want to see him do good things, especially at the little schools. So, um, But, I mean, who knows? Will Fuller could go out week one. No. Hold a hammy. And then <laughs> the, the exact next play, Brandon Cooks get his noggin knocked off again. And we're seeing Coulter being one of those guys. I mean, it could be like a Philadelphia Eagles kind of thing where they lose all their players in one game and then – 
somebody's got to step up. Yeah, so he's a, he's a good guy to keep your eye on. If you get him late in drafts, like we're not going to overdraft this guy. Um, fifth round, probably, right? Yeah. Free agent guy. So, Porkman, do you have anything to add to Isaiah Coulter? Yeah, Nate pretty much hit on the head about just opportunities for him trumps everything. And everybody gets hurt. I mean, unfortunately, um, you 50-50, you don't know if Will Fuller is going to play. Brandon Cooks is a he sh- I honestly think he shouldn't be playing football at all. Just another concussion, he might not get back up again. Yeah, it's leaning so, that way for sure. Yeah, and it's it's a scary thing. And they also still do have uh Kenny Stills there as well. And Randall Cobb which and Cobb. So and, I mean uh, Kiki and Cobb gets hurt is still too. there, right? Kiki is on yeah. a bad list right now. <laughs> just an I mean, I'll tell you <laughs> what, that is I think that's worse than the Eagles wide receiving core, man. Seriously. Right now, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Hey, Just, Deshaun you know, Jackson's we, gonna be back. He's gonna be healthy. I don't care if Alshon Jeffrey comes back. To be honest with you, I don't want him back. Yeah, I don't want him back either. Go back to wanna, Chicago. I do want to say that there has been rumors that the Texans are shopping Kenny Stills, which I don't really know who's buying Kenny Stills other than maybe the Packers. But I mean, that's something just to keep an eye on. You know, if you're in the fifth round and you got no one else to pick other than this dude, you know, take a shot on him because he does have a pretty decent path for opportunity. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Kenny Stills to the Packers, I like that. They do need help. Are you that, you know, I'm hearing a lot of like, it's Alan Lazard season. Are we buying that? I'm buying that. I Nate, am. you're buying, buying that. Poor Ben Chef. They just signed or they just got a guy in the draft or a free agency or whatever. Begleton or something like that. They, they signed, <laughs> he was the one guy that they got in the whole process. Draft, free agency. was that one guy. It could be. Maybe they didn't draft a wide receiver because this guy. I don't know. But I definitely got to watch some more film. But for whatever they did to Aaron Rodgers, I love that. Bagels is a nice name. Bagels. Nah, I'm not. No, first of all, if he comes relevant, I'm definitely calling him Bagels. He's not getting no Bagleton. Let me look this guy up here. (laughs) He had like (laughs) 1,400 yards in the CFL or something like that last season. Oh, he's in the CFL? Well, that's even better. Yeah, Yeah. He was like. He was like up for like MVP last year in CFL. I don't know where you're getting Bagleton from because I got wide receiver Daryl Stewart. No, it's definitely a Bagleton. <laughs> Let me check. It's like Reggie, isn't it Reggie? Yeah, I think it's Reggie. Yeah. You are talking about the Packers, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not he was like he was trending on sleeper at yeah. the top. Was this this was just recent, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was Reggie, looking at our yeah, Reggie Bagleton. Reggie Bagleton. Do <laughs> He's we need 26. to watch He's 26. He's a middle yeah, aged man. Foot 200. <laughs> That's what they need, though. They don't need rookies. <laughs> hey, I don't yeah, even yeah, care. Yeah. yeah, 102 catches, 1,444 yards, and 10 touchdowns for the Stampeders. All right. Okay, I mean, Stampeders. Hey. You know what? That's that's nothing to laugh at. All right. So, Sheva, I didn't catch it, though. Are you buying Alan Lazard, though? Or are you. I mean, he's, he's got a good away. chance. He's, He's got, got a, a good, good chance. chance. So I, I definitely would. If you can get him for the cheap, sign me up. Yeah, you know, Lazard, Lazard was was uh, relevant a little bit in college football, a little bit. He I was, was pretty thinking. good. Yeah, um, he didn't get much separation in, but you know, when you have Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball, 
you're going to get the opportunity, especially if he likes you, because obviously yeah. he did not like uh, I'm staying they, away from the Packers wide receivers. Man. I think they showed good chemistry last year at the end of the year between Lazard and Rodgers. And yeah. honestly, with that, you know, wide receiver depth after Devontae, like, I mean, that's all I'm banging on is chemistry at that point. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I'm not paying much. They, they signed the, the tight end wide receiver, Funches. Yeah, Funches. Oh, but, that's right. Know, I forgot about him. Yeah, I'm not paying much for Lazard, but I mean, if I have him in a start draft late, or if someone's just shopping him for like a fourth round pick, you know, you know, you just gotta take that chance. Why not? Funches, did you mean fullback, Porkman? Yeah, fullback, <laughs> fullback, offensive tackle, center, <laughs> defensive tackle. Still keeps getting contracts, though, man. But yeah, nobody's still, signed I'd Kelvin Benjamin. It's worse. That's because, as Booker would say, he's a pork chop away from being a tight end. Him and Eddie Lacy both, man. <laughs> hey, you know, so I think um, we, we got a little time here. We don't have to head out yet. That We pretty much covered our rookies pretty quick. Basically, we're, we're going to cover rookies for a little bit here. I'm not going to tell you you need to go draft these guys in the first round of your startup. None of us are going to say that. These are high-value guys. You know, dart throws at the end of the draft. You got the meat and potatoes of your draft, which you wanted. Here's some dart throws, some free agency guys. So we all listen to podcasts, obviously. Hot name right now is A.J. Dillon. Like, you hear our boy Garrett talking about A.J. Dillon. You know, you hear guys like Ray Garvin talking about A.J. Dillon. You hear this guy, you hear that guy talking about A.J. Dillon. People love him. People hate him. Porkman just gave me a thumbs down. Um, Chev, thumbs up, thumbs down, A.J. Dillon. Boy, I don't even know what they're trying to do with that offense right now. Uh, he might be playing. He might be playing quarterback next year. I have no idea. So, I mean, they for, where, for where he was drafted, I, I'm 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 on the hinge. I'm not saying go buy him, but I'm not saying don't go buy him. You know what I'm saying? Right. The so, draft the draft capital means something. So, I mean, I don't know if that means that they're not signing Aaron Jones and they they automatically want to give him the ball. Um, in his second year, my only issue is everybody keeps comparing him to Derrick Henry. He's not, and obviously not he's not. He you has the height. People he over has the weight. Derrick Henry, <laughs> he right? Do and that. I mean, he has. Yes, he has very good feet. I give you that totally. He had a great forty, but he runs nobody over. And he had one run that I saw on tape where he ran one guy over. That was it. And he apologized afterwards. He felt bad. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have sorry. a killer instinct, I'm, man. I'm He's sorry, guy. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't understand. Um, he, to me, he looks like Brandon Jacobs. Everybody laughs at me when I say that, but that's what he looks like to me. I mean, that would be a, big, a good. I mean, that'd be a good way for him to end up. I mean, Brandon. Jacobs. Brandon yeah. yeah, Brandon Jacobs was good, but he's not Derrick Henry. Yeah. Right, but here's the thing. Do you want to overpay in your rookie draft for a guy that's not going to give you a lot of PPR value? Like, I, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. If you're telling me that listen at two, I'm just gonna throw a number out there, two four to two to six, whatever, you could take AJ Dillon or you take a wide receiver, and either in the mid to late third round or early fourth round, you could take Anthony McFarland Jr. Or even your boy P Ron. Old I'll Amical. take P. Ryan in the, in the third. Yeah, I'll take He's probably not the last four. DJ hey, Dallas. Or D, yeah, exactly. Guy Are like, you taking A.J. Dillon or a tight end first? A.J. Dillon. I, 
I'll take if for, it's for, Colt Komet or Dynasty, Adam Chapman, I'll take your Chapman. Choice. Yeah, your choice. Yeah, I'll take those for, guys over AJ Dillon. You can for take Dynasty, anybody. I will probably take AJ Dillon. <laughs> for Dynasty, I will probably take AJ Dillon just solely off of draft capital. I feel as though they, they have a reason they want to give him the ball. So hey, if he gets carries, we'll see what it's like. It's yep. it's like only the third round. Because in the third yep. round, that's when you're taking tight ends, maybe a fourth. He's yeah, he's going to Henderson the next year. You know, he the right. Aaron Jones is going to leave, point. and we're going to be like, "Hey, look, he got the draft capital. He's set up to go." And the Packers and be like, "Wow, this guy." And then they stuck. draft another, <laughs> draft another guy. <laughs> yeah, you draft ETN. They'll probably you know, yeah, draft someone who's a little bit different than AJ Dillon, and we'll get the same thing we got now with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Well, Dillon's you know, going straight to the taxi squad this season. Oh, for he's sure. No way I'm keeping him on regular roster now. No. No, hey, you know what, you guys, we've all done a bunch of rookie drafts. Does anybody have AJ Dillon anywhere? I don't have him in a single spot. Nope. I have him in our so, rookie league, baby. Oh, you do? <laughs> That's right. That, well, then he's your boy. He's your ride or die guy this year. Nate, by the way, we got to do this rookie year, this rookie league every year, man. Uh, I, I like, I like yeah, the concept. But um, you know, I think I it's got a, a question. Oh, sorry, my fault. No, Mike. no, you're good. Just real quick before you get to your question, Jeff. Rich from Dynasty Nerd said it. When you're drafting. Try not to overdraft for need. Obviously, you're going to have to draft for need sometimes. He's right. But when you look at something like that, do you want like a guy that could be the 20th best running back in the league or a guy that could end up being like a solid wide receiver too for 10 years? And it's like that's a great way to look at it. So draft capital is something when it comes to the NFL field. He's going to be a better NFL player than fantasy player. I fully Mm -hmm. believe that. But, um, mm-hmm. Chev, what, what is the question that you had for us? So I personally always have a hard time of having Packers players on my team. How do you guys feel about having your rival players on your team? Because I felt sick to my stomach. I felt so great watching Khalil Mack rip up Aaron Rodgers about break his leg in half. I was so excited. And I had him on my fancy team. I was like, dang, that kind of sucks. And then he comes back and beat the Bears. <laughs> so instantly I'm like, screw you. You're straight to the trade block. <laughs> um, so for me, it's not that hard. You know, I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan at all. The good thing is all the guys that I want on the Dallas Cowboys, they go higher than what I'm willing to pay for them, or I just never have a chance to get them. You know, or where Dak is going, I'm still fading quarterback because in startups, I let people take quarterbacks in the second and third round. Because you don't need Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson to win a fantasy league. Those are guys that you want to target in your rookie drafts when they're coming out of college. Um, I'm going to fade till the eighth, ninth round. And heck, I'll take Aaron Rodgers. Carson Wentz has gotten faded immensely. His value is great. I'm scooping him up in startups everywhere that I can. Um, Baker Mayfield dropped off a little bit. Um, so he's a guy I'm scooping up late. I love Josh Allen. He's going late too. So. Mm-hmm. It's a, a lot of times it's like um, I also tried to trade for Blake Jarwin in a couple leagues and I had people tell me like, oh, well, you're an Eagles fan. It's like, so, yeah, but I still want the starting tight end for the Dallas Cowboys because they have a good offense. So I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's one of those things like it's kind of like watching porn. Everybody does it, but you don't talk about it. Same thing as having <laughs> your rivals on your fantasy team, right? I, I have to say, I've never had Big Ben on my fantasy team. Oh, I think he's about to say, I've never watched porn. I was like, what, Nate? <laughs> and here's the verse of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Thou shalt not covet thy host's wife, right? Is that it? Or is that, that's in there somewhere, isn't it? 
She's in bed anyway. I'm Not a like big that. Deontay Johnson fan though, so that kind of makes me feel bittersweet. Right. So, but it's one of those things like, and people think that I hate when guys go to the Cowboys because I hate the Cowboys. It's not it. Like when Tony Pollard went there last year, I hated he's not going to get on the field. CeeDee Lamb's not going to be what I wanted him to be right away because I mean, the offense is freaking stacked. Their mm-hmm. free agency class, their undrafted free agency class. There's a lot of guys that, you know, Nate brought to my attention that he thought should have been drafted and probably should have been and weren't, and they're not going to get a chance to play. Because of how right. good the team is and how loaded they are. Yeah, because they, they also got Rico Dowdle as well. Yeah, and, and I like get them. Xavier I Jones. Right? Uh I I think they got Jones and they got Darius Anderson. Okay. I think Xavier Jones might have gone to the Rams. Okay, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. But I don't have a problem having like I love Terry McLaurin. You know, and he's double hate for me, Ohio State and Washington. Um I only have one share of Saquon Barkley, one mm-hmm. in the however many leagues I'm in, but I have no problem with having him. Yeah. So, no. But, um, Porkman, you feel the same way, Nate? Like, uh, I know you're a Deontay Johnson fan. Yeah. I think so. it's easier to have the wide receivers than the running backs or the quarterbacks, honestly. It's like hardest to have the quarterback. Like, I don't have any Baker Mayfield shares. I don't have any Ben Roethlisberger shares. I might get some Joe Burrow shares, but I don't hate the Bengals that much. They're they're hard to hate right now. Like they're a pity yeah. case. <laughs> so yeah. I like Joe Burrow before he got drafted. So that's true. Yeah. Chef, so so your most hated team is the Packers, right? Yes. Not the Vikings or and the Lions are just whatever, right? The Lions, Lions are Lions are just there. I love me some Kenny Holiday, <laughs> man. I love him. Um, Matthew Stafford. I've had him in a couple of leagues sometimes, and no problem because he really he ain't gonna beat us. No problems. But, you know, Vikings, that's a whole different story. Dalvin Cook, I love Dalvin Cook. I'm, I mean, it's just the Packers, I think. I just I hate that guy. You, you, got, you got that one team. <laughs> you know what? Hey, speaking of which, I'm talking about fading quarterbacks here. Pick up Kirk Cousins late. Yep, he's a good right, pickup. Right. And one player you should look for and maybe a startup picking late. I know he's got like two years left. Drew Brees. He is slipping. Yeah, I, I mean, up late, late. Well, how late did you get him? Like thirteenth round. Thirteenth. Okay, so we're talking a starting quarterback in the thirteenth round. Yep. See, Chev's got a good point there. That's a great strategy. You get a guy, you know, you're only going to get two years out of him, but waiver wire, trades, yep. draft. Yeah, it's smart. I like the way you think. Now, are you talking about a startup here, right? Yeah, obviously. Did you take any rookies? Um. Or are you still you're just on that part of the draft yet? No, so I it was just a startup. It's only a twelve team league, nothing too crazy, nothing too deep. But I took Carson Wentz like the eighth round. Okay. And I just took Drew Brees late. You never know. Drew Brees being a guy has Michael Thomas, Kamara. I mean, they brought in Emmanuel Sanders, who I think could be an absolute stud muffin this year. Uh all that coverage will be on Michael Michael Thomas and then I said, I might even help Michael Thomas out too. So that offense could be very explosive. And I think they got Jared Cook and Troutman's going in there too. So yeah. woo. I that game against Tom Brady, I think it's week one. Oh baby. I'll tell you what, that is a lot, <laughs> a lot of loading up to lose to the Vikings in the playoffs again. That's <laughs> it just seems like they always have the worst luck. Yeah, like in the playoffs. It's oh, gotta man. suck to what to like lose to the same team in the freaking playoffs, man. It's like Oh, I, I can dramatic stuff too. Yeah. 
and just being the the ref sometimes somehow find a way to screw them. And, and no. I mean, tw- Twitter goes off. It doesn't happen and, in the NFL. People don't get screwed. Come on, man. <laughs> no, that don't happen. Never. And Madden, right. though, it happens. Mm. Bruh. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Boy, don't start with me. I had Austin Hooper, tonight. Down, Austin Hooper down the middle, hits off his helmet, you get interception. Stop. You got lucky. You guys better to stream it. <laughs> we might shoot. But my I got um I got two late late round sleepers. Are you actually talking about that? Mine is uh it's like combination, Jared Stidham and uh Nikhil Harry. Uh okay. for me to get them late, a lot of people are don't believe in Stidham at all because they don't have any tape on him at all. But that's actually it could be a good thing to start your season off. If you don't have tape on a guy, he's probably gonna do pretty well in the beginning if he does well, especially with that offense with uh Bill Belichick. They, you know, they are very cerebral people. Um, and Stidham was throwing the ball a lot to Harry in practice. So that could be a very good thing to um, to start off. You get both of them guys late. Um, Harry fell off uh, very much last year just because he didn't really perform. Um, the games he did play, he played okay. It's just I believe he was still hurt. He just wanted to get out there. Yeah. So uh, I would just, you know, slot him up there. See what happens. It's a late round, so it won't hurt. You already got your studs in the beginning. Yeah. No, I, I like that a lot. Go grab Stidham because Porkman said so. Do you guys have anything <laughs> else to add? Uh, the glass just shatters. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you got the bald head. It works. He does, yeah. yeah. He's going to go out there with two bottles of Tennessee honey. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is that what you have right now? What is that? Apple. Oh, Tennessee Apple. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. I thought it was the I don't know. I don't do JD, man. It's not for me. But um, do you guys have anything else to add before we wrap it up for the evening? Nope. No? Okay, great. Chev, you, you have a verse for us, I believe. Yeah, I got one. It's gonna be from John 14 1. Uh this last this last couple of hours, man, it's been super rough for me. Uh just going through a lot of stuff. And I mean, just reading this, this is from yesterday. And I mean, it just means a lot. It says, let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And when, when stuff happens in your life, there's a couple ways you can react to it. You can let it affect you super, super crazily and you get very emotional. Or there's ways where you, you can talk to people and you have people believe in you so that you're not the only one that's going through it. Uh, and that's the, that's one way for me that gets me through things and just having God uh, right there with me just Going straight into prayer, man. Uh, it's it's definitely tough. You don't want to get that bad news, but you got to believe, man. You got to believe that uh, all things are possible through God, and uh, that's one thing that's definitely got me through this this last couple hours because uh, the news has been heavy. Um, but God's got my back, man. I, I trust Him, and I trust you guys. You guys are my buddies. I I told you guys before you guys got on or when we got on. So you guys saw me on the phone. So it's definitely crazy. But hey, believe in God and believe in your friends to let them know. You're not the only one going through it. Chef, thank you. And uh, just know that if anyone ever needs to talk, someone to talk to, Chef's always there for you. He's always been there for me. He'll do the same thing for you. I'm pretty confident in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Chef, thank you for the great message. Just remember, there's always somebody in your corner, be it the man upstairs or us here at the Dynasty Rewind. Um, so, hey, until next week, thank you again for listening. A lot of great stuff coming to you guys in the upcoming weeks, months. 
hopefully years. See how it goes. But until then, where can we find you on Twitter, Mr. Simmons? At FF Porkman. All right, don't get too excited now. Nate, where can we find you on Twitter? <laughs> Nate NFL. All right. Chev, where can we get you at? You can find me at Chev Boy RD, boy with an I. And if you are so inclined, you could find me at DMBower85. I'd prefer if you followed the show at Dynasty Rewind. Check out our YouTube channel. It's just Dynasty Rewind. You'll see the logo right there. Chev, what's up? I'm, I'm going to say, we talked about AJ Dillon tonight, <laughs> and you kept it AJ Dillon. That, that's I'm right. Proud of you. We did. And you know what? See, this, this format's great because you guys could just say, hey, I want to say something. I could be like, hey, what's up? Instead of doing the chat. So this is great. It's going to make things a lot smoother. But um, check out our YouTube channel. Come join our Facebook group. Check us out on Instagram. We're everywhere. We're worldwide. But don't tell me any more formats. It's enough to keep up as it is. So until next week, actually until tomorrow, check in around 9-ish Eastern. Got a special guest. It's going to be great. We're talking about a draft because drafts are important. So until then, be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for listening, everybody.